Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So once again, Orlando has the lowest wages of any big city in America. This is PM Orlando, where we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. I'm Michael Yaffe. And I'm Melissa Fox. Our top stories this afternoon President Trump is on his way to Calexico, and he's cheering the latest job numbers the whole way there. 502 on News Radio 93.1. President Trump is heading to Southern California today. He's going to look at the newly completed section of a barrier on the border and get a briefing on border security. Former Florida Attorney General Pam Bondi, uh, Pam Bondi, a staunch Trump supporter, was on Fox News this morning. We know we have a crisis at the border. As a prosecutor my entire career, I've seen it firsthand. The drugs that flow into this country, the human trafficking that comes, comes into this country. I've been to Mexico, as you both know, and seen it firsthand mm-hmm. as Attorney General. And the guns that are coming into our country. Biondi says the uh, Mexicans will listen to President Trump because they know he means business. Bondi has also joined the consulting firm of Ballard Partners in Tampa. That's since leaving office in January. News brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. President Trump cheering the latest job numbers. The economy added 196,000 jobs in March after a dismal performance in February. Talking with reporters at the White House today, Trump said the U.S. is doing unbelievably well. Trump again criticized the Federal Reserve and said the Fed should drop interest rates. The unemployment rate remained steady last month at a 3.8%. Florida House Committee is moving forward with a bill that would cap the strength of smokable medical marijuana. The Health and Human Services Committee voted on Wednesday to limit THC levels to just 10% based on research that shows anything stronger could induce psychosis for some patients. The state previously banned smokable medical medical marijuana. I have trouble saying that, apparently. (laughs) A lot of M's, a lot of alliteration. But they uh, began allowing it just a couple of weeks ago, the smokable, that is. 14 states already in the United States have legalized medical marijuana that have also placed limits on the THC levels. Turning locally, Winter Park High School's band director has been arrested on a warrant this morning after he was recorded engaged in a sexual act with a juvenile. The Winter Park Police Department arrested Christopher Michael Blackmer, who's 47, on charges of sexual performance by a child and possession of child pornography as well. The Magic will be hosting the Atlanta Hawks tonight. It's their home finale at Amway Center. Orlando will play the final two games of the regular season in Boston on Sunday and then Charlotte next Wednesday. The Magic have won 8 of 10 to improve to 39 and 40. They're currently tied with Brooklyn for the final two playoff spots in the East. They're also just a half game behind Detroit for sixth, while Miami is lurking a half game behind the Magic. So I have not been uh, a good fan this year. I'm a huge Magic fan, but I have not seen a lot of the games. I kind of keep track of scores and every now and then. But if they make the playoffs, I'm going to be watching the games and maybe going to some games. <laughs> and maybe buy a shirt. Yay! Ooh, yay! Mm. The final four for both the men's and women's NCAA tournaments will tip off this weekend. The women are in action tonight. Notre Dame faces UConn, Oregon faces Baylor, and Tampa, Florida. The men's final four will tip off tomorrow in Minneapolis with Auburn 
going up against Virginia, and Texas Tech taking on Michigan State. Read about the dad who was arrested for breaking traffic laws while rushing his daughter to the hospital. That story is online at our website, WFLAOrlando.com. You can also like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. Again, that's WFLA Orlando. News time now, 5.05 p.m. Orlando with Michael Yaffe continues right now. News, weather, and traffic for the best audience in talk radio. This is PM Orlando on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. So there was a really interesting story in the Orlando Sentinel that I'm going to get to in a second by Scott Maxwell talking about the low wages in this city, what's causing it, and uh, what could happen in the future, maybe possibly to change it. Uh, Melissa? (laughs) Melissa's trying to silence her phone over there. A little new to this. Okay, I I see. We're live on Facebook, right? I'm just (laughs) trying to share. We are live on Facebook. If you want to like us on Facebook, like us on Facebook at WFLA Orlando. You can see the video every day of PM Orlando. Melissa will apologize for that, but someone who refuses to actually apologize. In fact, he's on his sorry, not sorry tour is what I'm I'm starting to call it, is former Vice President Joe Biden. He's been accused by numerous women now of inappropriate touching i guess that's the best way to describe it invading their personal space it's never been described as sexual harassment or sexual assault by any of these women but it's kind of seen as inappropriate creepy well biden was asked about this today and he still doesn't want to actually apologize it's a sorry i'm not sorry uh go ahead and play uh, the first biden cut for me mr tom benson i'm not sorry for any of my intentions I'm not sorry for anything that I have ever done. I've never been disrespectful intentionally to a man or a woman. You know, I literally uh, think it is incumbent upon me, I think everybody else, to make sure that if you embrace someone, if you touch someone, it's with their consent, regardless of your intentions. All right, so like I said, no apologize. He kind of explains it. Well, my intentions were good, so it doesn't matter. Okay, and I her guess. her hair smelled so nice, I couldn't <laughs> help myself. I mean, that's the thing. When people describe it, they kind of describe it as he just kind of rubs her shoulders. You know, you know, like kind of an encouragement. But when you look at some of the video and, and some of the pictures. Some of those children really didn't need encouraging. Yeah, yeah. it's a, a little creepy. But Biden is actually joking about it as well. Uh, having he was uh, he did a speech to the International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers Construction Conference in D.C., and he actually made a little joke about the whole situation. Here it is. By the way, he gave me permission to touch him. I, <laughs> oh, but someone else who was making jokes about the whole situation is, of course, President Trump. President put out President Trump put out that tweet of the video where it's kind of photoshopped of Biden coming behind Biden. It's actually a creeping up on Biden. Pretty funny. It's not really presidential, but it was pretty funny and. Trump was asked, you know, are you really a good spokesman for this? Was this the right thing to do? And this is what he said today. I think I'm a very good messenger and people got a kick out of it. Uh, he's going through a situation. Let's see what happens. But people got a kick. We got we to gotta sort of smile a little bit, right? No, I don't see Joe Biden as a threat. No, I don't see him as a threat. Uh, I think he's only a threat to himself. 
By the way, we had people on the morning show this morning, you can attest to this, Melissa Fox, who thought Trump was the only threat to himself. Trump says <laughs> Biden is the only threat to Biden. Yeah. So, but he says, you know, we got we to smile a little bit. Trump, uh, there you go, trying to make America laugh again, as he's trying to make America <laughs> great again. Um, <laughs> by the way, if you want to make your wallet great again, we have a chance to do that right now. Well, I don't have a chance. But you have a chance to win $1,000. What you want to do is listen for the keyword in just a second. Text that keyword to 200-200, and you could win $1,000. By the way, if you get a phone call from a 513 area code shortly after you sent that text message, that might be them saying you won $1,000, so you might want to pick up the phone. So text the keyword to 200-200 for your chance to make your wallet great again. We're going to get into... Orlando wages, the lowest of any big city in the country. And, of course, we have traffic and weather together in two minutes. This is PM Orlando. 512 here on PM Orlando on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Here's one of the top Florida stories for you, and we're actually going to have more details on this in about 10 minutes. A rocket launch from Cape Canaveral is being delayed until Tuesday. SpaceX had to postpone a preliminary test until today. That means a launch that could have taken place Sunday has to happen next week. The Falcon Heavy rocket will carry a telecommunications satellite for Saudi Arabia. Updates on our top stories every 10 minutes here on PM Orlando. News Radio 93.1 on WMGF HD3. Online at WFLAOrlando.com. On your phone with the iHeartRadio app. And on hundreds of devices like Alexa, Google Home, Xbox, and Sonos. News Radio 93.1 and iHeartRadio Station. So apparently, um, this was a great piece by Scott Maxwell talking about. Orlando has lowest wages of any big city in America. And he says, again, that's right. If many of you are driving, listening to the show right now, thinking, man, I really am not making as much as I should be. Well, you're not alone because apparently we rank dead last among the 50 largest metro areas in American states. Central Florida ranked dead last. Now, Scott Maxwell actually talked about this uh, on uh, the Orlando Sentinel today. This is what he said. Six years ago, the Sentinel crunched the numbers and found out that according to median wage, out of the 50 largest metros in America, we ranked 23rd, by the way, in population, we were dead last. And after we wrote that, uh, leaders around this community said, you know, we are going to do better. We are going to work hard. We're going to do higher wages. And and let's be real clear. Even if you uh, live in a bubble and you just don't give a wit about poor people, we all pay the price. When somebody can't make ends meet, uh, we all pay for it, whether it's uh, housing subsidies, welfare, food stamps, uh, local nonprofits that are trained. We said we would do better. Six years later, we are still dead last. We are still dead last. That's 50 out of 50. We trail. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Cities that are smaller, that are bigger, that are half our size, that have lower cost of living. Orlando is no longer a low cost of living uh, city like it used to be. It's an average wage of $33,000 a year. Now keep in mind. 
That's the average. Half the people in this community make less than that. In fact, one out of every four jobs in Metro Orlando, all of Central Florida, pays $23,000. So there you go. And he says a quarter of all jobs in the region paid less than $20,000 a year. Now, this didn't used to be as big of a problem because Orlando had a low cost of living. But times have changed because the housing industry. The fact, if you want to rent in Orlando, affordable housing, we are one of the worst in the nation when it comes to affordable housing. So you have really high rents, really high mortgages, and low-paying jobs. I don't think this can last, but Scott Maxwell talks about a little bit why this is happening. This is what he said. We dug a little deeper into the number, and what you find is we did make some strides. For instance, we added 6,000 jobs in software development. Those pay about $100,000 a year. That's great. But while we added 6,000 jobs that, in software development, we added 31,000 jobs in food prep. That's fast food, that's table busing, that's short order cooks. Those jobs are paying about $21,000 a year. So if you want to look at it another way, that's 6,000 step forward. 31,000 steps back. So a lot of this really is inevitable. I mean, there's no doubt why this is happening. It's happening because our big industry in Orlando is tourism. And when you're talking about tourism, you're talking about hospitality. The fact is that a lot of those jobs that come with it are low paying jobs. That's just the fact of the matter. But he also, by the way, um, the median wage, if you didn't hear it there, is $15.94 an hour. That's $33,150 a year. One in every four jobs pays less than $23,050. In Grand Rapids, Michigan, a community half our size, just to give you an example, with a lower cost of living, jobs pay nearly 10% more. You can also look at Columbus, Ohio, Richmond, Virginia, where the median wage is closer to $40,000. Now, there are a lot of high-paying jobs in this city. There's a lot of money in this city, there's no doubt. But with the tourism industry being the main driver, you have a, low, a lot of low-paying jobs. But Scott Maxwell here actually hits on something very important that I didn't think about when it came to low-paying jobs in this city. And it's a big problem, something I've talked about before. It's a big problem, and once again, it has to do with government subsidies. Uh, this is what he said. Oops, sorry, Tom, and then there should be a cut three up there. People wonder why this happens. Well, for one reason, this community, unlike any other community in America, we take $280 million a year in tax dollars to subsidize tourism. I mean, if you if you spend a quarter billion dollars of a year, mm -hmm. uh, a, a year to grow low-wage jobs, you're going to get more low-wage jobs. There it is once again, government subsidies polluting the market. Because that's what happened, because he's exactly right. If you add tons of subsidies to encourage tourism, which encourages more low-paying jobs, you're going to get more low-paying jobs. Now, these come from the fact that we have a tourist tax, um, you know, hotel taxes and other things that go directly to tourism. They're not allowed to go to anything else, which I've been against for a while. Why? We're, we're, it's our biggest industry. And we're not allowed to use it for other things that never made any sense to me. But because of that, it pollutes the market. Now, that being said, I don't know how long this can last because if housing prices go up and up and up, People are just not going to take these jobs that don't pay enough. They're just not going to do it. They're going to move. They're going to go elsewhere. So they're either the housing prices have to come down, the cost of living has to come down, or the wages are going to have to go up eventually because they're going to lose people wanting these jobs. That is if we stop some of the subsidies, 
Once again, a very interesting example of how subsidies happens with student loans in the college, university industry. Now it's happening here in Orlando. His his solution, by the way, was to use that money for other things instead of tourism, which I agree. But I also think it's a great example how subsidies can pollute a market it's happening here in Orlando. A car spontaneously catches fire, bursts into flames on I-4. It might actually be a part of a trend. We have a live report on that in Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in just two minutes. Here is one of the top stories we're looking at for you right now. A Florida healthcare executive is found guilty in a $1 billion Medicare fraud scheme. In Miami today, a federal jury found a Philip S. Formas did take part in one of the largest healthcare fraud cases in U.S. history. He owned a string of nursing homes and assisted living facilities, was accused of paying kickbacks and bribes to doctors and administrators so they would refer patients to his business and his businesses. Updates on our top stories every 10 minutes here on PM Orlando. From News Radio 93.1, this is PM Orlando. So what happened on I-4 yesterday, and this is a Fox 35 exclusive, we're talking with our news partners at Fox 35 right now, a car spontaneously bursts into flames. Fox 35 happened to catch the story. We're talking with Holly Bristow right now. Uh, Holly, why did this car catch on fire? Well, at this point in time, the local fire department is saying that they have no explanation for why the car caught fire. And I, I do just want to be clear that the man was getting off of I-4. He was on the Saxon Boulevard exit when he started smelling smoke and then getting smoke coming through the vents in his car. And once he was off the exit and pulling into the first parking lot, a tow truck driver had rolled down his window and was honking his horn and said, hey, buddy, your car is on fire. And by the time the guy parked and got out of his car, there were flames shooting out from underneath the car and the hood and all over the place. Now, you guys did a little bit of an investigation, and there's a chance, although nothing conclusive yet, that this might be a part of a trend with the make and model of that car? So he has a 2014 Kia Soul, and um, it's been publicized this week by the U.S. Department of Transportation, the National Highway Transportation Safety Administration, that they're doing a study right now and looking into a total of more than 1,700 Um, non-crash-related incidents where vehicles suddenly catch on fire. Uh, It's a couple different models of Kias and a couple different models of Hyundais. All right, and uh, have Kia or Hyundai given instructions to those who have that model of car? Is there a recall or anything? There's no official recall yet on this, which is why the National Highway Transportation Safety Administration is looking into it to see if, in fact, it is um, a problem and that a recall should be done. All right. That's uh, Holly Barista reporting live on a possible problem with uh, Kia and Hyundai cars. Yeah. Make sure to check. Well, well, if there is a recall that is announced, we'll, of course, update it here on PM Orlando. Holly, thank you so much for coming on with us. Sure. So we're actually going to talk with another one of our Fox 35 reporters, Mike Magnoli, who is um, out by the Space Coast. And apparently yesterday we had reported that there was supposed to be a major launch for SpaceX at the Space Coast for their Falcon Heavy rocket. It was originally supposed to happen on Sunday. It is being moved back to Tuesday. Uh, Mike, why did they decide to postpone this launch till next week? Michael, you know how this goes. 
It's hurry up and wait. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly right. <laughs> okay. Well, before we even get into the launch, okay, let's talk about what happened today. All right. This morning, they were able to perform their static fire test. And that is when they ignite the engines for about four seconds just to see if the rocket is in good condition, if it can go up there. And they've been trying to do that static fire test uh, since the beginning of the week. That was initially supposed to happen on April 1st. So because the window kept on slipping for the static fire test, as a result, the launch date keeps on slipping. Oh, okay. I see. But they, but they got this done today, and Elon Musk was tweeting that it looked good. So they're talking about trying to send her up on Tuesday, but Elon Musk is kind of saying, look, it, 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 that could change too. You know, everything has to be exactly right, and it would be a very, very quick turnaround, okay? They did the static fire test today. If, if they really want to do it on Tuesday, that means everybody involved has really got to hustle up because typically they take a couple of more days in between the static fire test and the launch to check all of their systems. So it would be a very, very quick turnaround if it does go up on Tuesday. Oh, so, so you're basically saying there's a big chance that it will not go up on Tuesday. There is that chance. Yes, there is that chance. And there's a lot of excitement about this launch because this is the big kahuna, right? This is the Falcon Heavy, and this is what they sent up uh, last February, February of 2018. But that was a demo only. You remember this. That's yeah. when Elon Musk put the, the Roadster, the Tesla Roadster, and the mannequin inside the car and sent that up. But this time there's an actual paying customer that's going to be using uh, the rocket to get a satellite up there. Um, it's going to be a communication satellite for the Middle East and for parts of Europe and Africa. Um, so this is a really important mission for Falcon Heavy and for SpaceX because this is the first time uh, they're actually you know, putting a customer up there. Yeah, I understand you had just said this. There was a lot of excitement over there. I understand they were selling tickets for people to view the launch and stuff like that. So even though there's been a bunch of delays, there's still a lot of people that want to want to see this launch. We're hearing that there's going to be tens of thousands of people trying to see this um, on Space Coast. And, you know, these, these SpaceX followers, they have a very, very loyal following and a great way. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. ...to stay up to date with what's happening, uh, sometimes minute by minute even. A couple of different Twitter sites that I would steer people towards. There's SpaceX updates, and then SpaceX is really savvy with their Twitter feed. So if you want to know, okay, is this going to happen? What's the latest? Do we got a delay? Are we on track? Look at SpaceX updates. Look at SpaceX official Twitter. And, of course, follow Fox 35 News on Twitter because we've got our eyes on it, too. Yeah, if you want to find out any more details on this story, you can watch Fox 35 News at 6 and 10. And, of course, on the other story we updated as well. Mike, thanks so much for coming on with us. And we'll get you back on if there are any changes to this next week. Sounds good, Mike. We'll be good. All right. You, too. Melissa Fox is joining me in the studio today. The breaking news of today well, is that Trump is right now at the border. He did a press conference earlier, and now he's kind of talking with Border Patrol. And you're going to talk about that, right, Melissa? Just a little bit, yeah, as well as a couple of other things and some local news. That's all coming up next. 
All right, we cover it all. We got traffic and weather, the Bloomberg Business Report in just two minutes. This is PM Orlando. From News Radio 93.1, this is PM Orlando. This is a Bloomberg Market Minute. Stocks ended the week with an up session after the Labor Department reported that hiring was stronger than expected last month. 196,000 jobs were created. The Dow Jones Industrials gained 40 points, about two-tenths percent. The Nasdaq closed up 47 points, or six-tenths percent. The S&P 500 rose 13 points, or half a percent. Shares of Boeing fell 1 percent. Ethiopian Airlines is reconsidering an order it placed for 25 additional 737 MAX jets, and Boeing announced after the markets close that it's cutting back production of the 737. Bloomberg reports Amazon is developing wireless earbuds with built-in Alexa access. Sources say Amazon's headphones will be similar in appearance and operation to Apple's AirPods, but Amazon technicians are working to make the audio quality better. Crude oil futures rose to $63.08 a barrel in New York, up 5% this week, up 36% since the start of the year. Jeff Bellinger, Bloomberg Radio. News, weather, and traffic for the best audience in talk radio. This is PM Orlando on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Yeah, one of the big stories of today is that President Trump is visiting the wall, one of the walls at the border. Melissa Fox sitting next to me right now is going to talk about that and much more. Yeah, let's call it a barrier, shall we? He's just <laughs> arrived. Trump is now looking at this new stretch of barrier between the U.S. and Mexico. He's going to be in Southern California, and he's going to be, uh, what's reported is a 30-foot section of replacement barrier he's checking out. He's also going to get a briefing on border security. Former Florida Attorney General and Trump supporter Pam Bondi said she is confident that the president will secure the border. The Mexicans are going to listen to him because he means business. When he says he'll shut down the border, he'll shut down the border. But if he can negotiate, which he's doing, if he can put 25% tariffs on them if they don't cooperate, that'll destroy Mexico. And the Mexicans don't want that to happen. Bondi was on Fox News this morning. She's joined the consulting firm of Ballard Partners in Tampa. That was after leaving office in January. News brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Former Vice President Uncle Creepy Joe Biden is what his new name is. <laughs> is that his official title Yes, now? it's official. Right. Yes, yeah, so I called him up. I said, is it okay? He's uh, joking about the controversy over the unwelcome contact with several women. He's speaking at the Labor Union Conference in D.C. today, and Biden said, I just want to let you know I have permission to hug Lonnie. That was a reference to the union executive at the conference. He later invited several children on stage and put his arm around a young boy and said, he gave me permission to touch him. In a Twitter video statement this week, Bowden vowed to be more mindful and respectful of personal space, and he is expected whether to make a presidential run in a couple of weeks. I mean, I get he's joking, but that joke's going to get old. Very fast. <laughs> yeah. Let's call this tough love. A Sanford mother has turned her son over to the police after she saw surveillance video of him on the news. She recognized her 15-year-old as one of the suspects accused of armed burglary. In the incident, which occurred two days ago, a shotgun, jewelry, video game consoles, and a computer were stolen. Fans from around the country are now in Tampa for the NCAA's women's final four games. They start tonight. Oregon takes on Baylor. Connecticut plays Notre Dame. The winners from those games will go head-to-head for the national championship on Sunday, which is also being played at the Amelie Arena in Tampa. I've got one for the water cooler here. You like this? Yes. Yes. A set of Brazilian twins will both be paying child support after refusing to admit which one of them is the father. 
A judge has ordered each twin to pay $60 a month for a baby girl who was born out of a casual fling. The mother said, I don't know which twin it was I slept with. Neither Fabricio (laughs) nor Fernando would tell the truth. Because of their identical DNA, Michael, both paternity tests came back positive. So the judge is ruling. He said, you know what? You boys should be ashamed for your vile behavior and trying to avoid payment and withholding knowledge from the young lady. So they will both be listed on the child's birth certificate. That's an interesting way to go for the judge, but it's true because one of them knows. Somebody knows, yes. <laughs> one of them knows, and they're trying to get out of it, and he's like, no, 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 you're not going to get out of this. You know, Disneyland has the new Star Wars ride, right? The uh, Star Wars Galaxy Edge and the ride, the Millennium Falcon Smuggler's I'm Run. very excited okay. about it, yes. They expect Disneyland lines to be so long, maybe as long as six hours for the ride, which will open next month. So Disneyland officials are offering guests waiting in line some entertainment. Both. So this is, by the way, this is Disneyland. This is Disneyland, not, not Disney the one World. here. But the, this will probably end up being the practice here as well yeah both in person though entertainment and some um stuff to their mobile app they're also offering a bathroom pass option so guests will be able to hop out of line use the toilet and then come back without losing their space huh yeah interesting yeah. <laughs> it's 538 on news radio 93.1 why did the six-year-old girl use a red marker to fake a case of chicken pox you can find out on our website, WFLA Orlando. Also, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Let's continue with PM Orlando right now. Trusco Bank has hometown checking with free debit card and online banking. Member FDIC. News, weather, and traffic for the best audience in talk radio. This is PM Orlando on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Maybe Disney should go back to the ticket system where, you know, originally when Disney World opened, they would have tickets for each ride. I have e-tickets still. You do? Yeah, I've got some oh, A's because they were always like, like the cups and, you know, Dumbo ride or something. <laughs> Not the and the ride. e-ticket rides was big money. Maybe they may, I mean, they, they'll never do that, but I was thinking maybe that's the only way to avoid these long lines. You charge nope. more for the better rides, nope. but... They there's no way. There's no way they could do that. Six hours to ride a ride that no what? Thanks. It's going to be about forty-five seconds. Mm. You know, I used to go to Halloween Horror Nights every year at Universal, and I, and I still want to go, but that got more and more crowded every year. Where if you went certain nights, it, it the lines were ridiculous. Yeah, just walking through the crowd was ridiculous. Yeah, so, I mean it's really fun, but man, it, the lines are getting kind of crazy. By the way, um, if you like Mike, if you like me mike yaffe you can you can listen to me later on tonight as well another edition of beyond reason radio where i'm the voice of reason in a world that is beyond reason will be tonight it's a chance for me to dig deeper into the issues of the week the issues of the day we're going to talk a little bit about howard schultz howard schultz might run as an independent he had an interesting little exchange with someone on, it was MSNBC, right, Tom Benson? That's right. And um, kind of instructive. I'm also going to talk about him. By the way, Tom Benson will be on with me tonight. I know. I, I can't wait. Another Yaffe hour. Really? I thought it was going to be all <laughs> Michael hour, all yes. the time, time, yeah, time. Yeah, double the Yaffe hour. So, But um, he also had interesting comments. He did a Fox News town hall last night. I saw part of that. On the immigration issue. So we're going to talk about that next as well. He blames both sides. He's trying to play the middle of the road, but he actually says something about Trump and the Republicans that uh, you might be surprised at. <laughs> the Democrats are not liking this guy. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have that in Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in just two minutes. This is News Radio 93.1 WFLA. It 
is 5:43 here on PM Orlando on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Here is one of the top political stories for you right now. The president is reiterating his promise to build a wall on the U.S.-Mexico border. In Calixo, in Calixco, California today, President Trump said immigration system in our country is being overwhelmed and is full. He stressed that the situation at the border is an absolute emergency. Updates in our top stories every 10 minutes here on PM Orlando. News, weather, traffic. This is PM Orlando with Michael Yaffe on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. I never changed my mind at all. Uh, I may shut it down at some point, but I'd rather do tariffs. That was President Trump earlier today talking to reporters before he uh, went to the border. He's at the border right now. I'm looking at some live updates of what he's talking about. Uh, earlier today, he did a sort of a roundtable with some of the border agents. Uh, just a second ago, not too long ago, he criticized California and politicians in California. said, California is always the first one to complain. And I don't mean the people of California. They're fantastic. I'm talking about the politicians in California. They complain that's what Trump said uh, just a few minutes ago as he's visiting the border, visiting the barriers, visiting Border Patrol. But in that cut you just heard there, he was addressing the fact that he kind of backed down when it comes to closing the southern border entirely. Now, he keeps talking about tariffs. It seems like Trump doesn't know what to do with tariffs. Does anyone else notice that? He, he loves tariffs. I think instinctively he loves tariffs because instinctively he's a protectionist. But he knows that if he puts tariffs on Mexico or if he closes the border on Mexico, it's going to hurt the economy. And if it hurts the economy, that hurts his re-election chances of 2020. But it seems like he just loves to talk about tariffs. And he kind of goes back and forth. Well, I want real free trade, no tariffs. But then when he talks about tariffs, he's like, tariffs would be great for the economy. So it's always hard to tell where Trump is when it comes to that issue. But he did kind of back down. He's giving Mexico a year, but a year is a long time. Well, it seems like... I mean, I'm all for giving Mexico some time to change their behavior. There's no way they could get it done immediately. That's a long time, a year. G- giving them a year reminds me of my mother who would say, I mean it, young man, you're in trouble. And I, when your father gets home in three years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, a long time. Yeah, it's a long time. It's hard to say that's a real threat. It sounds like an idle any... threat. Yeah. Is that what they call that, an idle threat where it's not going anywhere? Yeah, I mean, he's, of course, defending it, but. Damn, that's where he is right now. But what I found really interesting is there's this guy who's running as an independent, or he hasn't officially decided to run yet. He's considering running. That's uh, the CEO, Starbucks CEO, Howard Schultz. Now, um, he was on a Fox News town hall yesterday. By the way, Bernie Sanders is doing a Fox News town hall. A lot of the progressive on the left are really mad at him for doing it. How could you do that? They're the enemy. But he knows that, you know, there's a lot of potential voters that could be watching on Fox News. Their ratings are that big. So he's actually going to do one as well. But Howard Schultz did one last night. And he talked about the immigration issue. And he said something that you might find kind of surprising. This is why he would never be able to run as a Democrat, is what he said. President Trump is correct. And the Republican leadership is correct that we need fierce, strict levels of control on that border to keep bad people from coming in. Illegal immigrants should not come in. I don't want to get into a wall or anything, but I agree we should fund whatever we need to do 
to secure the border. I get that. So he's basically agreeing with Trump and agreeing with the Republicans that we need tough border security. Now, a lot of the Democrats will kind of play mouth service to that. But if you look at the policies of like Julian Castro, who's running for president, I talked about that yesterday. He's basically wants open borders. He is not tough on this issue. The Democrats are not tough on this issue. Now, that being said, he doesn't go too far in agreeing with Trump and the Republicans. He does criticize them for one thing, but also criticizes the Democrats again as well, is what he said. The Democrats are not correct. We should be funding ICE and giving them all the tools and resources they need to secure the borders and arrest the bad people. Whatever they need, give them all the resources. But when it comes to the dreamers, this is where I I have a problem with the Republicans. Our country is based on immigration. Almost everyone in this room is here because someone came before us. In my heart, the dreamers should be given a pathway to immigration. Now we have the second issue, 11 to 12 million people who are here unauthorized. What should we do with them? Many of them are here because they came here and their visa expired. They didn't cross the border. We just need a better visa process. We're not gonna send 11 million people back. The Republicans and this president has weaponized this issue, as has the Democrats. In my heart, I believe they would rather have this as a issue to fight over than to solve for the American people. All right, there's two parts to that there. I'm going to get to that second part in a sec. But the first part he talked about, one, he agrees that we should fund ICE. It's, it's kind of amazing that that's even controversial, but it is in Democrat circles. He's obviously trying to play the middle of the road. He's also right that most of the illegal immigrants in this country are people who overstayed their visas, and we have to fix that problem. The problem when he talks about the dreamers, you know, we should legalize the dreamers. I think there are a lot of Republicans that would agree with that, but they want to believe that there's strong border security first. They want to believe that we've solved the problem at the border and illegal immigrants coming into this country first, because if you pass something like any kind of amnesty, you are going to have a new flood of immigrants who are going to think, well, they're just going to pass amnesty again. I'm going to try to cross the border. They want to use the loopholes in the laws. And that's where the last part of what Schultz said is very interesting. He says the Republicans and Democrats really don't want to solve this issue. They want to weaponize it for political gain. I mean, there's no doubt that the Democrats want to do that. But it has become almost impossible to solve this issue because to really solve the problem, you need strong border security, but you got to change the laws. You got to change the asylum laws, the visa laws, you need EFR, you need all of those things. And neither side is willing to do that. So it seems like this problem is never going to be solved. A lot of people think it's impossible for Howard Schultz to win. I probably would not vote for him because he's pretty liberal. I mean, he's trying to play middle of the road. He's probably pretty liberal. But in an age where we have a president, Donald Trump, I would not completely count him out. Anything is possible if he decides to run. So we'll see what happens, especially because the Democrats are just off the wall crazy right now. Are we ever going to learn from 2008 and the housing boom and bust? Talk about that next in Orlando's news, weather and traffic in two minutes. This is PM Orlando. 
Here's a good news story to end the show for you today. A major milestone at the Second Harvest Food Bank of Central Florida today as they marked more than a half a billion meals served throughout Central Florida. That number, 500 million, represents 36 years of meals served throughout uh, the community. It would reach about 80,000 miles if you put all the plates and lined them up side by side. 80,000 miles, which uh, could go around the earth four times. Amazing milestone by the Second Harvest Food Bank. Updates on our top stories every 10 minutes here on WFLA. You're never more than 10 minutes away from the latest news, weather, and traffic. News Radio 93.1 WFLA. So I found an interesting story today, not getting a whole lot of attention, but it should. I found it in the Wall Street Journal. Um, here's, the, here, here's, the, here's the headline. The coming Trump housing crisis. Mm. Says instead of deregulating, he replicates the old rules and prepares another bus. This is why I keep asking. Are we ever going to learn from 2008 and what actually caused that crisis? Um, the Trump administration, it says, has finally turned its attention to housing policy. But the president's memorandum on housing finance reform, which they issued last week, um, they say in the Wall Street Journal is a major disappointment. This is why. It will keep taxpayers on the hook for more than $7 trillion in mortgage debt. They think it could cause another housing bust. This is what the memo says. It says, the memo directs the Treasury to produce a government housing finance system that roughly replicates what existed before 2018. This means government backing for the obligations of the government-sponsored enterprises Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. And affordable housing mandates requiring the GSEs, government-sponsored entities, to encourage and engage in risky mortgage lending. This is exactly what caused the Great Recession. The government getting too involved in the housing market through these GSEs and other government subsidies, which polluted the market and created this mess. Um, now, the Wall Street Journal, I think they get it right here. It says... An administration that believes in deregulation should do better. I've been calling for this for the year, years, by the way, behind the microphone. The Trump administration could have used its control over the Federal Housing Finance Agency to shrink their footprint dramatically over five to ten years. Instead, they want to do the opposite. They should shrink it. They should get rid of these government-sponsored entities, get rid of all this government involvement, and actually try to deregulate it and go back to the free market. It says here, most of the U.S. economy is open to the innovation and competition of the private sector. Yet for no discernible reason, the housing market, which is one-sixth of the U.S. economy, is and has been controlled by the government to a far greater extent than in any other developed country. We always say we want to be more like Europe. Yet we're doing the opposite of Europe and financing more of these bad loans, encouraging more bad behavior, which is going to create another housing bust, which could create, of course, another great recession. This is a big problem and nobody's paying attention because this is another one of those issues where it sounds good if a politician gets up and says, we're going to make sure you all get a house. Not everyone can afford to buy a home or they should buy what they can afford. We're encouraging bad behavior. And of course, once again, it's the government right 
in the center of it. It is really just beyond reason. I appreciate y'all listening to the show today. I'm back on at 8 p.m. for another edition of Beyond Reason Radio. And I will catch you guys. I will see you guys then. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.